welcome back to the Straight Up Sports Talk podcast. My name's Grant, as usual, Sam Thillman joining me as well. And uh, we're getting you through here uh, on your, your week, whatever day you're listening to this. We appreciate you doing that. Thanks for sticking with us. And uh, we got a great episode today uh, because last week, into last week, we got a bunch of sports news dropped um, and kind of learned what exactly is going on uh, with the restart of the NBA season. The NFL had some news. Cam Newton signs with the Patriots. We'll dive into all of that. Uh, and you can follow us on Twitter at Straight Up Sports Talk on Twitter um, and find us there where we're always posting uh, where our latest episodes are. And it's easy to find and uh, easy to get to there. But uh, Sam? Joining me as usual, how are you doing today on this uh, Tuesday afternoon? It's a little little warm out today, getting a little humid here in central Indiana, but otherwise pretty good. Yeah, it's it's been pretty solid over the weekend. The, my Saint killed the Saints, won a big-time game. They didn't just beat them. They smacked on – I forget who they played. But I'm feeling good. My my only team that's – my only, like, team that I'm a fan of that's playing right now, other, every other league hasn't started back up yet. So I'm feeling pretty good. It is humid, as you said. But I'm just chilling in southeast Indiana. It's a good time. And uh, the Saint killed the uh, Saints, like you mentioned, the Aussie Rules football team. We talked about them in last week's episode. You can check that out. Uh, where all of our episodes are stored, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. They're all there for you to find um, right there. So the NFL with some big news. Cam Newton signing with the Patriots. I've heard mixed reviews on this, and I think it's interesting, and it's going to bring up some discussion. Obviously, I'm sure all of these hot take sports shows uh, that air during the day were you know, all over this because uh, now it's an opportunity to compare – Cam Newton to Tom Brady. But Sam, let me get your take on this and then we'll dive right into uh, Cam Newton signing with the Patriots. I think Cam Newton like helps the Patriots win now. He doesn't solve the long-term deal. He only signed a one-year minimum deal with incentives contract with the Patriots, which is a good win now. Thank for the Patriots. They don't really have their long-term solution, whether Jarrett Stidham will possibly be, whether they go after Trevor Lawrence or whatnot. That will be remain to seem. But I'm just wondering how these people are just forgetting about the Bills for two reasons. One, yes, they got Cam Newton, but he's also been injury prone. He's had foot injuries. He's had shoulder injuries. He's been injured. Let's for, he After his MVP season, he just started to compile injuries, and he's been a little bit injury prone of late. And the, and the Bills are coming off an impressive season where they made the playoffs, probably should have beat the Texans, it didn't end up doing and still had a respectable 10 and six record. And this was Tom Brady in the same division. So when you look at things, yes, Cam Newton's a big signing for the Patriots, but I think the bills are still the favor in the AFC East to me. Yeah. It's it's a good sign. Like you mentioned, but yeah, people are forgetting about the bills. I, I like it. I mean, I thought, I didn't know if Cam was going to get signed to a team until you know, later mid-season, whether, you know, a quarterback tests positive for COVID or gets injured or something like that. I thought he was going to try to wait it out that way. I, I didn't necessarily see him signing in the offseason. Um, it's an interesting spot because you have Cam Newton, who's this big personality, big personality guy. Uh, he owns the room and everything, going into a, a place where you kind of leave your personality at the door and show up to win. So we'll see what side of Cam shows up. Um, hopefully, you know, he takes this 
um, and learns from, from, you know, Bill Belichick. And uh, I don't, I don't think there's, I don't think there's a quarterback battle. I don't think Stidham really has a chance to start. Maybe he does. Everybody's saying Belichick loves Stidham. Does he really? I mean, he really hasn't came out and said that. So I think it'll be interesting. I think Cam is a starter week one, though, um, as long as everything goes smoothly there in New England and we don't have an Antonio Brown situation, which I don't think we will because I think Cam kind of realizes what this opportunity could bring um, and a chance to get a second Super Bowl ring, you know, if he stays for multiple years. So I think it's a good signing overall. A very incentive-based, like you mentioned. So it incentivizes Cam to win. It incentivizes him uh, to do well. And I, I think it's good because, I mean, really, Sam, where else was he going to go and start in the league? I mean, when you think about it in terms of teams that really need a quarterback or are looking for one for this season. Yeah, and I think this is a win-win for the Patriots, for Cam Newton. For one, Cam Newton has a chip on his shoulder. People are doubting him. People didn't really trust him to be their starting quarterback, and he's out to prove the haters wrong. He only signed a one-year deal, so if he goes out and balls out like he knows he probably can't do, then he goes either re-signs for a massive deal with the Patriots or he goes to another franchise that could be looking for a new quarterback, and he steps in there. The Patriots really don't have much cap space, so with that minimum deal, they're they're not like uh, – they're not um, – they they don't have to go over the cap. They don't have to go into that, um, like, tax, if you want to call it. So I think it's a win-win for both. The Patriots get a solid starting quarterback. They were unsure of Stidham. And to your point, if they were so sure of Stidham, they wouldn't have signed Cam Newton. If Stidham was the guy and he was so good and Bill Belichick likes him, which he'll never admit he likes a guy or not because he could just go out and release him the next day. If he was really sure that he was the guy, he wouldn't have signed Cam Newton in the first place to be a backup or to potentially be a starter. Yeah, and and I want to bring up a point. Like, in terms of fit and in terms of teams needing a quarterback, this signing makes sense. But in terms of Bill Belichick making this signing, it doesn't really make sense. So that's what's kind of intriguing about this is Bill Belichick normally wouldn't sign a guy like this, Mm -hmm. uh, a guy with a big personality. And, and, you know, we've seen his issues that he's had in, in Carolina and stuff. Uh, in terms of off the field issues, but he did it last year with, with uh, Antonio Brown. So, mm-hmm. you know, Bill Belichick kind of stepping out of his comfort zone, I think a little bit. And we'll, we'll, I want to see the relationship between player and coach, because we've heard these stories of how, you know, Brady would just take it from, from Bill Belichick if they lost or, or whatever, even if after they've won three Super Bowls. So we'll see how well Cam Newton can take this constructive criticism on and off the field, I think is going to be something interesting to follow. Yeah, and I I think Cam Newton's a good fit because when you look at the Patriots' offense for the past, I don't know how long Tom Brady, he's been around since he was drafted uh, 2000. So for the past 19 seasons, we've seen the Patriots' offense, yeah, change a little bit, but it's mostly been with Tom Brady. And when you look at that offense, like when stuff breaks down, Tom Brady can't really move. So with that Cam Newton, with the Patriots not having really great options. You have your Julian Edelman, but Nikhil Harry's hurt. Mohamed Sanu's been hurt. So he just doesn't have the weapons. So I see Cam Newton being in a position where he can do what he did in Carolina, where he has some decent weapons, but he can take off and run for 10 yards. There's that mobile aspect to the Patriots offense that I think it's been lacking because Patriots, uh, the Patriots offense in the past years haven't had the best weapons. 
and then Tom Brady can't really move, so he's just stuck by stuck back there, and defenses don't really have to adjust. But with Cam Newton, it's going to be tough to figure out the Patriots' offense because now you have to worry about these decent receivers, but then you also have to have a spy out for Cam Newton. Yeah, you're you're exactly right. And you know what, Sam? ESPN.com cracks me up. They crack me up. It makes me laugh. I'm sitting here looking at it. I pulled up. I just wanted to see what was making NFL headlines today, and obviously it's Cam Newton. Um, so you scroll at the top and like one of the top things is Cam sends motivated message after Patriot signing. It's something he posted on social media, everything Mm -hmm. else. And then you scroll down to like the the middle of the, of the NFL homepage. Mm -hmm. And this, this is what cracked me up. So nine hours ago, so about six o'clock this morning, they posted MVP, but Oh, and two in the playoffs. Is there reason to worry about Lamar Jackson? Okay. And it's a little piece on, you know, is there anything you should worry about with Lamar Jackson? And you scroll down the thing that's very under it says, and they posted this two hours ago, what makes Lamar Jackson such a special player? <laughs> so it's ESPN cracks me up. And you scroll on down and what, what Randy Moss is worried about with Tom Brady in the Bucks. It's, it's very hilarious. But mm-hmm. one thing that I took away from all this is every Monday overreaction Monday throughout the season, and me and you both know, we'd love to do overreaction Mondays. They're awesome. Uh, and that's what our show was. We, you know, we started the show off for when we did our radio show last fall with a little overreaction segment. And that was always fun to do. Uh, but what, what every overreaction Monday is going to have this fall is comparing Tom Brady's stats to Cam Newton stats mm-hmm. game to game. It's just going to happen because you know, if, if Cam doesn't succeed like Brady did, you know, oh, is Bill Belichick really the quarterback whisperer? All of this stuff is going gonna, is gonna to start to surface and people are going to talk about. So that's what I'm most interested to see with this whole uh, signing with Cam Newton. But I, I would say you can compare the two to a point, but they're two completely different players. Like back in the day it was um, – it was they were. Or I saw Colin Coward was trying to compare Baker Mayfield to a Johnny Manziel because obviously they're both Browns quarterbacks that thought to be the franchise guy. And it they played completely due to two different styles. Yes, they're quarterbacks; they can throw the ball. But when you look at Cam Newton, he's a lot more on the run. I don't know when's the last time you've seen Tom Brady, except for that Brian Urlacher where he broke his ankles highlight. You've seen. Tom Brady purposely run. You don't see that. Cam Newton does that probably 30% of his game. Yes, he has the throwing element, which Tom Brady is probably better at, not at this point in his career overall. But my point remains is you can't really compare the two when you look at their play styles. Yeah, it's two completely different play styles, and we'll see how they fit in to -hmm. the system, Josh McDaniels and everything down there. All right, I'm going to kind of transition here, go from NFL to NBA. The restart schedule was finally released. We knew it was going to happen, but we didn't know who would be playing who, where, when, what time. But it's officially released now. And uh, we can kind of take a look. You know, we're local guys. We like to take a look at the Pacers. Obviously, it's likely what to focus on uh, here. It's a majority of our listenership um, is people in the state, the great state of Indiana. But they did release the Orlando playoffs, and it's going to be fun. Kind of looking at the overall. Orlando playoff schedule. Um, you start July 30th, which is a Thursday. You start with Utah and New Orleans. So uh, Zion Williamson getting the first game back. That's at 6:30, and then uh, you the nightcap. LA 
uh, in L.A. The Clippers, Lakers coming at you. Both those games on TNT. Friday, July 31st, you start and you have games all day. 2.34, 4, 6.38, and 9 o'clock. Um, and then the, kind of that's pretty much the, the way it goes until Wednesday, August 5th. So they're really going to wrap this up here quick. The Pacers will play, I believe it's eight games um, before the schedules start of the playoffs. So, and, th- and they start with Philadelphia. It's not a necessarily easy schedule here, Sam. Philadelphia, Washington, Orlando, Phoenix, L.A., the Lakers, that is, Miami, Houston, Miami. So a, a tough finish there for the Pacers with Lakers, Miami, Rockets, Miami. And Miami, so we know, have given the Pacers a little bit of trouble this season. Yeah, and I think what's interesting is when you look at the standings, the Pacers, yes, are at the fifth seed, but they're tied with the 76ers, uh, and record-wise they're above their fifth, 76ers are sixth, and there's still eight games left. So when you look at the schedule, you basically have two options. You can either play the Celtics or play the Heat. I think I, – I, I would honestly rather play the Heat. I think it's more beneficial to play the Heat. But if they're smart about it, they see some matchups they could like. They could maybe, let's say, tank a little bit for the sixth spot and play the Celtics. I think that'll take some strategy into it. Sure, you want to try to get the best seed possible. But if you don't like to play the Heat, why not lose a couple more games? Why not play Aaron Holiday? Why not play Edmund Sumner and potentially get that sixth spot to play the Celtics? Yeah, I think that that will play a factor, you know. Um and there was a list of um, players that have kind of opted out. I believe one of them was uh, was one of the Holiday brothers from uh, from the um, from the Pacers. So I don't know. I don't know if that's officially been released or not yet. But players can opt out. Um, yeah, you mentioned the playing for seeding, how that will work, everything like that. I believe the players are supposed to head down there around July 9th. Um, and start kind of like a practice and training schedule. Brogdon, he had the coronavirus and uh, or had or still has. Um, that'll be interesting to see his recovery from that. I think he sh- should recover just fine. I mean, we saw Ezekiel Elliott said he recovered just fine. So hopefully he's able to recover just fine to be ready to go day one. But they're definitely going to need him. They're definitely going to need him. And we hope Oladipo can be there in, in big capacity. Yeah, and I think what's interesting is Victor Oladipo hasn't come out and officially said he will be playing in this restart. So right now it's just up in the air what like the Pacers are looking like. This is why kind of odds makers are kind of going against the Pacers because they see Oladipo's not playing. They see Brogdon has the coronavirus. They they just don't know what the Pacers look like, and I think that's why we're being so underrated. Once we figure out if Old Depot's going to play, once we can safely say that Brogdon's going to play and no other Pacers play, player decides to sit out, I think then we'll start to be more favored in matchups, more kind of see as a contender. But right now, the Pacers kind of roster is just up in the air at the moment. How would, how would Pacers fans take that if Oladipo was to say, you know what, I'm not going down there, too much of a risk, I need to kind of still recover, whatever. How would Pacers fans take that, um, him kind of walking out? I don't want to say walking out on his team, but essentially that's what he's doing. I, I would say hey, this is – I'm, I'm going to be a different from the majority. I see Pacers fans being mad because maybe we have a chance to win. It's not really favorable 
in our matchup, we have to go through probably either Toronto or Milwaukee to win the whole thing. And that's not favorable, not to mention who wins out of the West. But I think they want to win. They want to put up the best uh, foot forward. But I'm kind of like, hey, Victor Oladipo got hurt in the past. This he's he's had a break, but we don't know what he did during that break, and that kind of worries me. We don't know what he's truly been doing. And not to mention, I like like we talked about in the previous episode. I want to see what Aaron Holiday can bring to the table, and with Victor Oladipo, you can't really see that. And I know you're you don't want to you don't want Victor Oladipo gone into play Aaron Holiday. But I want us to develop him. I think he's an excellent asset that we have. He's a kind of a good guard that we've seen to this point. We haven't seen him have a full season to it. And with these eight games and then the playoff schedule, we can see what he's truly about, which we haven't seen with other Pacers rookies. Yeah, you're right. And it would give Aaron Holiday a chance. And I agree with you. I think Pacers fans would be upset. Because we do have a decent chance as I, you know, hit my sign in my background and nearly knock it over. But um, we have a chance and to at least win a, a playoff series, which, which would be the most ideal thing to happen. Um, but, yeah, we don't know how much work Oladipo has been putting in, you know, off the, off the court during the quarantine because, um, you know, he was still in the early to middle stages of his rehab when, when the season got shut down. Um, so we don't know how much he continued to rehab and, and where he's at in that process. Is he 100%? Is he 80%? Is he 90%? That'll be something that uh, fans and, and everybody will need to find out uh, prior to the uh, the season starting. So it'll be interesting, I think. And uh, I think the Pacers, the schedule is tough, but it'll set us up to, to compete well in, in the playoffs. And, and I think also, okay, let's say Oladipo says he wants to come back and he does play. What if he re-injures himself? That will always be the worry every single season. But I think we don't know what he's done if he's 100% healthy. I think if we give him this extra time to wait till next season, because I think the offseason is shortened, but he still gets that rest, he can come back next season healthy. And no matter what you say, a lot of people are going to look at whoever wins this playoff, unless it's probably Milwaukee or L.A., as kind of an asterisk. I think that's in the back of my mind, whether if a Philadelphia wins the championship or the Celtics, if it's going to be an asterisk. And so I think it's better just to, yes, we try, but maybe we don't overextend ourselves to win this quote-unquote asterisk playoff series, playoff tournament. Yeah, that's that's also a valid point as well. The good news is Pacers currently sitting at thirty nine and twenty six. There's no way they could have a losing record this season, which is good. They they haven't had a losing record in a while, but they can't get to fifty wins like like that was one of my goals I set out at the beginning of the season. But uh, they can get to forty, which they will do, um, and not have a losing season, which is always good um, because coming out of this slump, it'll be. Curious to see what teams are like. You know, if 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 the Lakers have kind of totally, you know, hit a brick wall, or if a team has accelerated, or stuff like that. Because with eight games and then playoffs, I mean, talk about getting on a a hot streak or, or getting momentum. I mean, what we saw in the MLB last season with the Tampa Bay Rays and then the Washington Nationals and everything like that. So talking about getting on a hot streak. This setup is perfect for it. 
if you're one of those teams like the Pacers um, or lower than the Pacers that need some momentum to carry into the playoffs in, in order for them to, to be successful. Yeah, and I, I kind of view this as a March Madness. Like, you are uh, – I don't know if you remember, like, there was a Michigan team, I don't know, a couple years ago, three years ago. They had to win, like, four games in five days straight. And then there was, like, that plane, that mishap that happened for the Big Ten tournament. And then they carried that over to the um, the March Madness. And I think they did fairly successful. I think they went to the lead eight or final four. It could be misremembering. But it's kind of the same mentality where if someone gets hot, they may be unstoppable. If if the their athletes have been put in the work, have been doing things while this virus has kind of shut things down, then they're going to be in the position to really do damage in this playoffs. But if players have just been taking time off, just hanging out with their family, then they're probably going to be really affected going into this these playoff series. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, like I just mentioned, seeing what teams have, are ready to go and what teams are not. A team like Dallas is one that could get hot as well, uh, is a team to watch out for. They open up on July 31st um, against Houston. So that'll be, that'll be interesting to see. The number of positive cases will be something to follow. Um, something to follow with that. I think, you know, FanDuel could start betting. Uh, you could start betting over-unders on positive COVID cases per day with the NBA season, um, but hopefully they're, they're able to go. I know Florida's kind of easing back, or not easing back, but, but stiffening up some restrictions because mm-hmm. there's a lot of travelers going there right now, um, and cases have kind of spiked not to a level that we need to freak out. I don't think I'm not getting into that whole uh, discussion, but <laughs> they'll be, hopefully we can start you know, on time with, with that, and I think they will. You know, with it being in Disney, it's kind of a secluded place where you could quarantine, everything like that. So, yeah, the Pacers will finish up on uh, Tuesday, August 4th uh, against Orlando, that game at 6 o'clock. So they really don't have any afternoon games. I mean, they play a couple games at 4, a couple games at 6, uh, but, but mainly their schedule is, is pretty nice uh, for viewership in, in terms of that. So a lot, of, a lot of nationally televised games. ESPN has picked up a ton of games. NBA TV and TNT along there as well. So it'll be fun to watch. Sam, you got anything else uh, before we head out tonight? Um, uh, yeah, I think we've got what – I don't know when the first game officially starts, like the whole – because there's like five or six uh, leagues that start like towards the end of July. So I think I think just everybody's excited to have sports back. We've only got to wait about less, less than a month for things to return from baseball to uh, – NBA to NHL I'm really excited for it so hopefully this month doesn't seem too long it doesn't take too long and we can just get right back into sports well we're already to July so it I I feel like the month of June went by very fast for whatever reason the month of May was kind of slow but the month of June I I feel like went by pretty fast so uh you just think in like in you know in two months we'll be in in the full swing of uh, back to college classes and things like that so It's uh, only got like two more weeks left to my online summer classes. So it's all, it's all good things. All good things. So, oh yeah, I'm going to pass. I'm almost done with all the coursework. So, I mean, I, I, you can work ahead as much as you want on this mm-hmm. stuff. So I'm going to hopefully today, when, as soon as we get done uh, recording this podcast, I'm going to finish um, my coursework for uh, at least one of those courses and hopefully get the second one done uh, at the end of this week. So 
good things. And uh, we thank you for tuning in. Sam, you got anything else? I think that's I, got, I think I already asked you that question. But yeah. all right. we'll, see you, we'll see you next week, Sam. Thanks for joining us again. And next week we've got a special guest on. Don't forget uh, Luke Robertson, uh, former high school quarterback, now uh, quarterback at St. Francis uh, up in Fort Wayne uh, area, will join us uh, next week's episode. So look at, be on the lookout for that. We'll talk to you next week, Sam. Okay. See you guys. That's been Sam Thelman. I'm Grant Kobe. Don't forget, if you've made it this far in the episode, we thank you very much. Follow us on Twitter at Sports Talk at 6, straight up Sports Talk on Twitter. Uh, and that's where you can find the latest episodes. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next week.